0: I have this problem with the word luck because um, I, I, I believe in luck, but I believe in very good energy and I mm-hmm. believe in putting yourself in uncomfortable situations. I looked around and I was like, okay, let's turn it on. So I go to the bathroom, I look in the mirror and I shake any beer I had in my, in my eyes out <laughs> and I head out there and I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to network.
1: You're listening to the From Here to Wear podcast. From Here to Where is a community of goal-getters and dream chasers. We're transitioning into our 20s, first jobs, scary bosses, talking all things from sex, dating, relationships, wellness, to networking and finances. The ups, the downs, and everything in between. These interviews are bundled with the tips and tricks you definitely didn't learn in school, hearing from those who come before us, helping us navigate From Here to Where.
0: Is Wait, are we going?
1: Yeah, it's recording.
0: <clears throat> oh, wow. I didn't know. <laughs> Hang on. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry to all my Instagram followers are out there. I'm trying to clear my voice. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Hang on. <coughs> okay. Are you, are you nervous all of a sudden? This hasn't started yet, though.
1: You'll edit all this out, right? I don't know. Will I? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Welcome back to the From Here to Where podcast. I have my... Literal best friend from college, literal. Here. Liter- yeah.
0: In case you were wondering
1: how much I love you, anyway. Okay, so for people who don't know you and they can't see you because we're listening to a podcast, obviously, yes. you to me are beauty and brains like together a bombshell. You just took a champagne, I love a sip of champagne. I love that. Oh, thank you, honey. Um, <laughs> literally, my college best friend, you somehow became the most networking savvy hustler ever, and people noticed that in college, like you are making waves when people were going to frat houses and getting drunk, you were going to networking events and, Basically, you landed such incredible internships, almost a six-figure salary right out of college. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's enough to just like end the podcast there. But we need to figure <laughs> out like who are yeah. you? How did you do this? Like describe like who you are.
0: Yeah. Well, first of all, um, I've known Sarah for a really long time now. We've been through a lot of um, weird, different experiences together that have brought us to where we're at. And um, I don't see Sarah much now. It kind of it kind of sucks. But I miss um, you. The last time I saw her was six months ago. But every time I see her, it's just is crazy because we both excelled so much in our current careers and, and our goals and we're on this path to, to what we think is right and correct. Of course, that never gets to the point of perfection because I think we're constantly on this journey of making perfection, that's never going to be achievable, right? It's like we're we're right, but we constantly prove ourselves that we're wrong, and then we just get better and better and better. Yeah. So it's kind of just being slightly less wrong. As we fix something and as we learn something, we just become slightly less wrong, and it's never right. You so You just have
1: to, you yeah. ha- honestly have to fuck up. You exactly. <laughs> really do. move on. And like we, I feel like we've been through so much, and we've seen each other grow, and that's exactly why I want to have you on this episode yeah. because – I feel like, you know, there's just so much wisdom you can share with young girls about being professional. And with this episode, there's so many things that we could cover. We could probably talk. We could honestly have our own show. If anyone's watching, listen up. But basically, this episode, I want to talk with you talking about how you networked in college and how your network is your net worth. Also, navigating sticky situations, like literally nobody warns you about, like maybe your mom wants if you're lucky, but basically how you definitely will encounter creepy older men who could be your boss, your professor, someone who's in an authority position, but like will express interest into you. And mm-hmm. so for people who can't see Alexa, you are literally a bombshell. Like you have this <laughs> vibrant personality, but like how yeah. looks are one thing, but like you are so smart and so kick-ass in your career. So- I don't even know where to start. Right, but
0: yeah, There's so before Sarah and I just sat down, we really didn't go through a lot. We kind of just outlined, or she did, um, outlined a lot of different topics based on com- combining that quote-unquote beauty, thank you, by the way, but beauty and brains and how you're well-respected and also how you're well-liked and kind of um, balancing that to be in a position of professionalism and, and how that gets you to how you want to be perceived. And so throughout my life, um, you know, I'm only 23 years old, um, but I've had a lot of experience Experiences that I've been in a a lot of different situations that um, I haven't known how I wanted to be perceived, and Mm -hmm. as a at a young age in college. So first of all, when I when I started college, I mean, first of all, in your freshman year, I don't know who your main viewers are, but your freshman year of college, you're going to learn more about yourself than you have for the last 18 years. Okay, Um, and and for my freshman year, um, I just knew that I wanted to be financially independent, and so I didn't know what that meant, but I just knew that I didn't like asking for things. I didn't like asking my parents for things, and so I immediately. got a job and kind of wherever I work I'm kind of uh I love the company that I work for it's weird it's so true you do I would really tattoo like my company's name on my butt like I would like anywhere that I work so so you should be proud of where you work yes and so my freshman year I got a job um I really liked it I just liked the the community there and quickly though I realized that there was a, a weird dynamic with the males and the females quickly and not only with the customers it was a country club by the way so you can probably assume no, yes so I think um, like Caddyshack like girls in tennis skirts and like
1: wealthy older men not much to do in Missouri especially in the summers like you're in the middle of the country
0: and yes. kind of stuff goes down Yeah, <laughs> it, it was like a movie um, to say the least but weird dynamics with um, not only the customers and the employees, you know, obviously female versus male customers um, and members to say for a better word than customers, um, but also employees. So the first thing I realized was that all the males were in management positions and all the females were um, waitresses. And so it was a very weird dynamic. And so as I as I grew there, um, and of course, like my first job at, in college, I'm like, I waited for my GM to get there one day and I fouled him into his office and I said, look, I do more around here than anybody else. I want to be a manager. And he looked at me and he said, you can't. And I said, why? He said, you're not 21. And I said, I don't care. I want to be a manager. Oh, wow. So they figured it out and they said, okay. So after like a week, they got back to me and they said, how about we just schedule you with a 21-year-old and you'll, you'll run it. So quickly, I was like 19, I think, 20. Uh, I think I was 19 and I, I ran the bar. And um, I loved management. I loved people, but I loved holding um, a certain business to a certain standard quickly. But along with that, um, it was tough because you know I-, I wanted to be friends with everybody, but I was. It was the perfect job for me to learn not wanting to chase being liked. And so chasing being liked is not the way to get respect and to actually overall be happy because you don't really, I mean, of course being a people pleaser is hard and I was a people pleaser. A lot of people are. They think that's how you, you know, win success or friends or whatever. Exactly. And I was, a—I realized I looking back, I was a people pleaser, which is fine in a different way because you want to relate to a bunch of people. I think um, I was good at relating to different kinds of people. So depending on the situation, I was actually really happy because if I would be, put in a room with a lot of huge business owners or CEOs. I could just kind of match their personality mm-hmm. and just kinda get in with them. And it was easy for me. I didn't I didn't get weird or awkward. I just kind of matched it. So it was easy to flow. Um but Along with that, being a woman, being a young woman, being a blonde, um, <laughs> being in a position where you are in management, but people are trying to push that boundary with you and seeing how far you'll go. At the time, I didn't realize that they were pushing me to see, hey, will this girl do this or will she not? Or in, in what ways? Like what examples? Yeah. Like, you know, for the small example, like at the bar, hey, take a shot. You know, I, you're not supposed to, but take a shot, take a shot. Of course, I'm 18 years old. I'm going to do it. Right. But now in my life, I mean- I'm 23 years old, um, right out of college. Like you said, I have um, 75 employees under me. Every moment, people are testing you constantly constantly testing me. And when I first got my um, my position with my company, um, it was my first one. So, you know, in a couple of years, I'll, I'll change stores or whatever, but this was my first um, kind of district that I got. And right off the bat, they, they tested me. And I was told that, but I didn't know. And so I came out luckily very strong because of this first job I had, because I knew that they were going to test me and males were going to kind of see what my limits were. And so yeah. um, it was that balance between being liked and respected.
1: I think what I always admired about you was the value that you knew of a firm handshake and networking right off the top. So, yeah, you're surrounded by this kind of, like, weird situation. Um, I think maybe just in particular the country club that, you know, we worked at together. Like, we saw what was going on. But, like, how you utilize the people around you because you knew these people were in positions of power Mm -hmm, and could honestly help you. Like, I, I mean... How, looking back on that,
0: what what are your takeaways? Yeah, really good question because that's true. And you know, I don't want to seem like I'm like, I used people. I, 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 of course not. I mean, I always, um again, with the people placing thing, I always made friends and it flowed really well. But of course, on the other side of that, I wanted to learn from them. I was like, I know that I can do what they're doing and I can do it better and I want to learn from them. So, and I see you're running yeah. a big company.
1: Like, how can I, you know, intern for you? How can I work for you? What What takeaways
0: can I use that... It's going to be more than
1: just being a bartender at this job.
0: Exactly. And so um, a really good example from that, um, a couple of my girlfriends and I went to Scottsdale for the Waste Management Open, and we had some pretty good tickets that we got through the country club. Um, And we were on our way there. I got stopped by an older gentleman. Um, This is how I met my mentor. He wasn't my mentor, but he basically just looked at me and he said, hey, where are you you girls going? And I was like, oh, we're headed to the suites. We're really excited about it. And he goes, okay, that's pretty cool, but you want to go somewhere even better. And I was like, you girls down? And they were like, yeah, let's check it out. So we go down. Um, It's right on the tee box. Um, Phil Mickelson's about to tee off. There's all these NFL quarterbacks, and I'm young at this point, so I had never really been around. What is the Waste Management Open for people Um, who don't know? Sure, it's this huge uh, golf tournament in Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, It's once a year. It's in February-ish, and um, it's basically this huge party, but it's a really awesome golf tournament, and a lot of very important people are there. Mm -hmm. Um, So we, of course, luckily got to the position and the place of those important people. Where those tickets are like (laughs) thousands of dollars year yeah yes and so um we're down there and so my two friends are like oh my god um, there's a huge buffet there's lobster there's tequila so they <laughs> they start they're like oh my god so my friends are going for the lobster i looked around and i was like okay let's turn it on so i go to the bathroom i look in the mirror and i shake any beer i had in my in my eyes out <laughs> and i head out there and i was like i'm going to i'm going to network Hell yeah, that's the the
1: smartest thing you could have done. Like, free shrimp will get you for, you know, maybe the night, but like these (laughs) connections,
0: it's huge. Right. So I walked out there and I ended up meeting my mentor. Um, that, you know, of course kind of built that web for me. Um, he was a pretty high position he's a sales director for his company. So brought me back down to a couple more golf tournaments, met more people, met more people through them and just kind of built that web. And so of course people say, well, it's luck, you know, things that positions that I've been in, like when I've been on a plane and met a vice president, this girl that I met sitting next to me is this big vice president of her company that I just happened to talk to. And they're like, well, you're just lucky. And I have this problem with the word luck, um, Because I I don't, I believe in luck, but I believe in very good energy. And I Mm -hmm. believe in putting yourself in uncomfortable situations. So Mm -hmm. uncomfortable situations make you push your boundary. So how am I in the position that I'm in, whether I'm on a plane, a random plane headed to St. Louis, Missouri with a random group of people that could be (laughs) homeless or if they could have this random flight or they could be vice presidents of their company. Right. It
1: really brings every section of the world together
0: almost. Or I'm in the you know, a class suite at a golf tournament. I don't care. Because everywhere I'm gonna feel, I'm gonna push myself to make myself feel uncomfortable and I'm gonna take opportunities where they present themselves. And so, with that, you just kind of grow your network and it's not just from one person, you really just keep expanding. And so, that's kind of how I took advantage, quote unquote, of that country club, but not in a way that was disrespectful to others, just kind of connecting with people and saying, you know, I have this to offer. What do you have to offer? Like, let's see where we can connect and, and grow together. What can we offer each other? And I think, yeah, you were really strategic
1: about things, but you also had to navigate through a ton of, for lack of a better word, bullshit. Because, Mm -hmm. yeah, when guys are like, let's take a shot, let's do this. Like, I'm curious, you know, coming to college, like, what was the first moment to you when you realized, like, somebody in an authority position or, like, somebody above you, was acting inappropriate. And this is something that honestly, unfortunately happens to every woman. And so I'm trying to think, like if you can remember back to a time when you distinctly remember, like that's not okay. And how did you handle it? And then now with this hindsight 2020 vision. How, yeah. What would you have done differently?
0: Totally. I have a really good example that actually I haven't thought of before, but it just hit me when you asked that question. And wow. I, I, I forgot about this moment until you just asked that question because I, I think back to the country club a lot in college. But You're this, tearing this up. actually... <laughs> sort of <laughs> Okay, I, I didn't know if you were or not. Like, I'm no, sorry I, just, I triggered something no but. no no I totally forgot about this moment but I at um, my high school I was like a leader of this business academy my senior year like so way back before college and well, I not really like
1: one year before college right, senior um, year
0: yeah so I um, whenever I'm back in my hometown I try and keep up with the connections I made there and, tip, and actually in my hometown it's a little bit of a smaller hometown and the connections I made were older gentlemen you know and so um, those were just the CEOs of the different companies. I mean, we had a lot of people come speak to us, but for the most part, it was predominantly men. And I made a connection um, through like a CEO, and I went to go like grab lunch with him like a really long time ago um, when I was back in, in uh, my hometown. Mm-hmm. I think I was like a freshman in college. And we went to go get A professional lunch, lunch, which is normal. Get coffee, lunch, you know. I wanted to tell him about um, what I was doing, like the company as I was looking at. Just super trying to just keep connected because I knew that I liked networking. I knew that I liked business. I, at that point, had decided that I was going to go into business. And he had a lot of connections. And I was like, oh, I'm intrigued, you know. So just wanted to go grab like a soup and a coffee or whatever. Um, And it felt very unprofessional the entire lunch. Um, I haven't really thought about it since, but... Just I remember, like with what he was saying or, you I remember know. one particular moment I left and I went to shake his hand, you know, and he hugged me and then kissed me on the cheek. Oh. And I remember just being so disappointed. I remember just being like, this is how men and the world is always going to look at me and I can't change it. Like I remember at that point being like, this is how, like, this is, you know, It's defeating.
1: You feel defeated. Like I came here for a reason to network, to learn, to improve myself. And you're thinking that this is a date and you're clearly many years older than me. Like this is not a this is not a date. There's no confusion here.
0: Right, yeah. And it, w- it was, I remember feeling really disappointed. And, um, you know, at that point, I'm not, I'm going home into my hometown. So I'm staying at my mom's house and my dad's house. So I'm I'm getting home and my mom is super proud of me because I'm going home and I'm networking and keeping up with all these connections. And I love <laughs> business. So she's all excited for me to go to this lunch meeting and I get home and she's like, how was it? And I remember just being like, oh, it was good, you know? And I, w- I was just devastated. I was like, he just kissed me on the cheek, hugged me. It was felt, I, I could read people's vibes. It was super disappointing. But, and that was back in my hometown, let alone what's happened throughout businesses throughout, you know, my career. Yeah, um, yeah. But that was the first moment that I, I thought this is what it is and I can't change it.
1: And so what would you go back and tell yourself or somebody else who's younger and in that position
0: and dealing with that stuff for the first time? Um, confront. Um, so, I didn't like confrontation much. I like, I we'll talk about being a people pleaser and stuff a little bit, but confrontation is a beautiful thing and if you yeah. do it correctly. And so I actually have so much respect for people that are very good at it. And in high positions of management, now that's all I do in my job. Like when I see somebody, I'm like, Hey, why did you do this? Or why, can you explain this to me? Or why did you say this? Or I, I constantly am asking those questions. It's and it, communication. Truly. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's tr- right. It's truly communication instead of being passive. And now I, I disrespect people that, I mean, I don't disrespect them. I just, I don't agree with what they do when they're passive. I'm like, when something becomes of something and you can see it like tackle it head on and ask and just be and don't be afraid so that's what i would have told my younger self would be like hey you see there's an issue like let's fix it right now like say something so he knows to never contact you yeah again. you could have said you know that's not
1: appropriate and it's it's not even anything like what the hell are you doing it's more like you know i came here for a professional meeting and i didn't think that was appropriate thank you for lunch but i'm going to go my own way And it's a matter of just saying that even something small, you don't have to get
0: dramatic, but it's like even the smallest things. Exactly. And at the time, I mean, being, I would have been like 19, you know, um, I just, I just didn't say anything. I I mean, I was scared. I I don't know. I just kind of went with it. I was like, like, okay. Is this normal? Even questioning yourself. Of course. Yes, totally questioning yourself and being like that. And my only purpose, I just wanted to like learn business. And I just wanted to like, because as a powerful woman, you have to gain that respect. And so that was a young woman that liked business, you know, looking back at my former self that just didn't understand the dynamics that was being thrown at me. And so, um, yeah, it's taken a while for me to kind of develop that, but also now being 23, I mean, I get a hint of that. Even men that are under me that I, that I'm their boss, they, they play, with it to see what their boundary are, is and I just I completely shut it down I mean it's fun at this point because I'm like they, it's comical they, it's comical they know not to not to do anything
1: okay moving into so you networked a ton with the jobs that you had yes. but what about using resources and people on campus at a college like yeah. a business center or a resume and like the importance of being professional not only in person but you know like on paper too and you know
0: what resources would you direct someone to if they were like, how do I do this? Yeah, after college, I didn't know that I was still necessarily going to be in Missouri. I had no idea where I was going to be. So Sarah and I went to college in Missouri and I am still there. Um, But that's where my job landed me at the moment. And so um, we'll get to that later because I kind of want to talk about like that struggle of the time you have to put in in order to get rewarded later. But anyway, um, at my college, you know, You Every impression is going to be a lasting one. And I still go back to our college town for recruitment events for my company um, twice a year. And so those connections I made in college, I'm like, hey, Karen, you know, remember, you know, and I because on campus, I was a student ambassador for my company. And now I'm in that full time role. And it's so valuable for me for them to know my name and my face yeah and to have those connections that now when I go back they know me and it's super nice I mean that was kind of um you know a perfect situation where I stayed in the same state as my home as my college town and I'm able to come back and and kind of do that but just remember that connect, you know connections are everywhere I mean I, it sounds exhausting when people maybe listen to this episode and they're like oh I'm on a plane I have to talk to everybody it's like no of course not it's just um it's always how you present yourself and, and when things seem right just go for it
1: getting involved also in clubs and organizations and using resource centers and your professors who many times have had real world experience and come back to teach. And it's just like, that's not dorky. Like the the reason you're in college, hopefully it's like to get an education, obviously have a good time, make some best friends, like, you know, have a good time. But I think just getting over, I remember... One time I was walking to like a journalism club meeting and I'll never forget this. I was wearing a blazer and I had to walk across campus and it was the first time in college that I had to do this. And I remember just feeling like so embarrassed and like, oh my gosh, I'm not wearing like the little short shorts and the t-shirts and the running shoes. Like everyone else, my peers are, you know, they're wearing that. Like going to class, I look... I was so in my head about it and I was so nervous about what people would think about me or like doing the broadcast program, being on TV, people so thinking weird. I was
0: weird for doing that. But like literally it pays off so much. That's a really – yeah, that's a really good topic to get, jump on too is um – "Quote unquote," feeling like embarrassed or feeling like what you're doing is outside of what everybody else is doing. So in college, especially in the sorority life, everybody does the same thing. Okay, everybody wears the same thing. Everybody happens perfectly to like the same guy in Phi Kappa Eta or whatever,
1: right? <laughs> phi Kappa Beta, beta right? Phi Kappa. <laughs> right. right. Whatever.
0: So, every of course, and then there's only fifteen thousand people in in Greek life, and you perfectly liked a guy that the other sorority girl liked, and it's a design. But anyway, it's such a bubble. It's a bubble. I mean, it's crazy, but again, you, you, everyone does the same thing. And so if you do something different, I mean, people do, they're like, Oh, like I remember I liked golf in college. And I remember like walking through the sorority house with my golf clubs and people like gave me the dirtiest looks like, Oh, you're going to play golf. And I was like, then I thought golf was lame. And I was like, and then later when I like moved out of the sorority house, I was like, Golf isn't lame. Business deals are made on the golf course. uh, Hello. It's like a lifetime sport. It's amazing. I don't know. It was like weird to be unique. Yeah, that's what they want you to do. And I'm not bashing sororities. I think, I mean, I've met Sarah through my sorority. I met my best. I met my bridesmaids through my sorority. And I loved it. Um, But, however, I think that... Just like when you're in high school kind of where when you're just trying to kind of be in the position that you think is socially acceptable, that can happen in a sorority as well since high school and the sorority life are so closely related in time as well because it's not really that far apart from high school to college. um, That just remember like being independent is so great. And I wish that I would have known that, you know, I kept following people and I kept wanting to be what they were. And I wish that I would have just completely accepted that it was like, Hey, this stuff's all good. Like, why can't I just follow up? It took till like senior year for me to be like, I'm just going to do what I want to do.
1: And I honestly think that's why we gravitated to each other so much. It's because we kind of were like floaters. Like we didn't have that like solid friend group where they would have a ton of drama and be like super 10, clicky. girls, yeah. Yeah, and like when social media gets into it too, like group chats and like invites on like, social media just has added a whole nother complicated factor to the way friendships happen in college. And sometimes I'm like, wow, I wish it was like in the 80s, but that's just like how it goes. And so I think like I really feel for girls that, are trying to find themselves in college. And I really, again, that's why I think we gravitated to each other because we were both so career focused and that was pretty unique, like at a young age, not saying that other people weren't, but we saw that in each other and it was like, okay to embrace those differences. Right.
0: And it affected that mind. I think you're totally right. And that mindset, um, that mature mindset, I like to say, um, and I, I just, think we related to each other just like we related to older people like my job at the country club of course that was like 20 older 20 you know late 30 early 30 year olds and so after work everyone would go to like the local brewery or they would go to these bars that didn't weren't shoulder to shoulder packed with 25 cent wells and so yeah. on friday night saturday night people like oh you go into you know you go to harpo's you go to here and i'd just be like sure. But I didn't want to. And so I would try to get my favorite people. I'd be like, Hey guys, like, let's go to this bar. Cause it was, it wasn't as known. It was maybe, you know, late twenties, but that wasn't the crowd that I liked. And it was the crowd that I related with. And it was satisfying. I could go home at the end of the night, completely satisfied with being social, wake up happy, but it was just not something I related to with, with the other people our age. And so that's where Sarah and I definitely related on is we liked that kind of environment. And so as we kept doing what we liked, it kind of pushed us further away, if you agree with this, kind of pushed us further away from the other women in our sorority possibly because we liked doing things that were different that were satisfying and that gave us like that sense of fulfillment yeah. that wasn't being shoulder to shoulder in a crowded little bar I don't know
1: yeah i just remember feeling kind of like an outsider like truly and it's yeah. so funny to verbalize this because anyone from our sorority listening would probably like be like what are you talking about but like really that sense of isolation and loneliness is super common like oh, I don't have like three different people texting me. What am I doing tonight? Oh my God, I'm so like, I'm so not cool. Or like, it's just sad. And like that loneliness and isolation is normal. And I wish I could go back and like be a friend to my past self and be like, it's okay. Like you're in the process of something bigger, like quality over quantity always. And to not get so caught up in the status and comparing yourself to others.
0: You're constantly comparing. And especially living in the sorority house, what, there was like 60, 70 girls living there? 60 girls. It was like out of a movie. Yeah, imagine that. So, I mean, yeah. And... The thing is, every night, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, I'm going here. I'm going there. I'm going to, you know, eight is eight a day, a bit, a little, blah, blah, blah. blah. But it's like, <laughs> then I look at myself. I'm like, oh, I'm not doing anything. I was just going to like study here. I was going to go, you know, hit golf balls or blah, blah, blah. But the thing is, I'm a pretty social girl. It was just like the pressure to do it every night like that, which at, at, for a good chunk of my time, I did mm-hmm. because I think you should in college. like yeah, Of Live course. It but the pressure of, of like you said, I mean, constantly comparing Keeping Most, mostly with friend groups, really, not necessarily the social aspect of it because you get that satisfaction elsewhere and you're good. But that social um friendship Um If I group, don't go to this you know. party or this event,
1: then I, I'm not going to be asked the next time and I have to go and I, I need to right. make friends with these people. It's just like such a race. And yeah, it's important to have friends and good friends like that, but also to just like have some perspective. Like this is – and how many people do you talk from college like, – do we really even right. talk with that many people from college? You really just keep up truly with the people that you were closest to, and so at, in the end, it's like, and why it were you mattered? trying so matter. hard? Exactly. What yeah. What do you like? What advice would you give to somebody who is just trying to find themselves, or somebody who wants to have a relationship in college? I mean, I feel like it's such a transitional time yeah. period. So I was gonna.
0: That's. A, I'm happy you brought that up because I was gonna say what we were just talking about. I think. Is a big reason. I can only speak for myself, but that I clung to guys in college. Mm -hmm. So I had um, two like major boyfriends in college. And when I think back to it, I spent a lot of nights with them that I wish I hadn't. But I think that it was that like... It, I actually my and when I lived in the sorority house, I actually wanted to escape the sorority house a lot because yeah. I didn't I didn't like sleeping there, and so what do you mean I, you didn't like sleeping in a bunk bed with four other okay. girls in one room right in a ten by ten <laughs> room yeah and I I loved my girls that I lived with oh my gosh I, no, I, yeah. I was obsessed with them but it, it came to the point where the compared you know comparing and and just the whole like chaos of it all that I couldn't find my center. I couldn't relax ever. And I'm not, I don't know, I I always could and I could always take a bubble bath when I needed to. I could always cook my own food. That goes away for an entire year. So I clung to that guy for a while when I didn't like him that much and we weren't compatible. At Um, a convenience. It was, yeah, totally a convenience. And so, and that happened throughout college as well. It was very easy to go to a guy and just be like, oh, you have a um, date party tonight. If I date you, I get to go to all these date parties. (laughs) Mm. I get to go to this apartment. I get to go to these parties. You date people for the wrong reasons. Yep. And then you get out of college and you're like, what do I really like in a man? What do I really wish like in myself? Wish him well, but yeah, what do yeah. you like in a man and what do you see in yourself? Yeah, and not, no hate on them. I mean, they're, you know, so, so amazing. But looking back, um, I wish that I would have just been so clear about, hey, what is this, the purpose of this relationship? What do I want from it? And what are you wanting from it? And it, what are we doing? Because in college, I just, I know that I use it as an escape a lot and that was totally inappropriate. But when you get out of college, it's kind of like, Hey, now I'm my own adult. I'm living alone. I'm doing my career. I'm focusing on myself or whatever, um, or wherever you're, wherever you are in college or after college. Um, and also to act a little selfishly too. And the fact that like
1: you shouldn't have to uproot your life and move somewhere for a career or a job and that It's okay when you're young, you know, like love is so strong. And I truly believe some people find their soulmates when they're really young, but you really like don't develop your personality and yourself until you're much older. And you have a ton of experiences under your belt, which isn't like sexual experiences. It's like life experiences, like dealing with big moves and new jobs and like loss and just friendships. Like you have to have so much comfort and confidence in yourself in my opinion, before you can really like latch on to another
0: individual and become a team. Totally. Yeah. And that takes a lot of learning about yourself. Um, uh, interesting topic that I wanted to jump on to talking about struggles and stuff. It's, I, w- I was reading this book, um, the subtle art of not giving a fuck by Mark Manson. Ooh, nice. I need to read it. Oh, it's so amazing. Um, if you, it's so good. I mean, it really is. I have it with me right now if you want to look over it. But one thing that I really like in this book that he talks about, um, he talks about how a lot of the types we talk about, what do you want out of life? Or we say, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Or what do you, what do you want? What do you what do you want in this world? Or you know, we have one life. What do you what do you picture it as? And really, he describes a different question that we should ask and it's what struggles are you willing to go through? Okay? So, oh. this and what he means by that is let's say a person wants to make a bunch of money and they want to leave their corner office job but they're not willing to take the struggle of a 60-hour work week right so or you know whatever whatever you're not willing to do the struggle to get to where you're at where which is most where most millennials get hated for because we're kind of like and I'm a millennial so I understand but millennials are like, hey, I want this. I want this. Yeah, I want that. Yeah, give me this. Give me that. But they're not willing to struggle for it, right? Yeah. So, and that's where millennials get a lot of hate because baby, you know, baby boomers, I mean, they, they worked really, really hard and they got to where they're at and they deserve every penny where millennials just want to give in to them. So a better question is, hey, what are you willing to struggle for? So in my current life, I'm willing to struggle for um, a career that I can grow myself in and that's currently growing. Um, My company put me in uh, Southern Missouri, Southeast Missouri. So I have that whole region. And And also, wait, let's break down. Southeast Missouri is in
1: the middle of nowhere.
0: So like talk (laughs) about struggle, like... You have heard Compared to Sarah, Sarah lives in California, so it's definitely <laughs> out in the middle of nowhere. For us, it's really not out here. It's it's very well known, but not really. You're right. It's it's very remote. It is. It is. I mean, it's not like a bustling city where a lot of people no. just
1: like expect like, well, I'm going to have the nice job in Chicago overlooking the water. Yeah, like, No, no,
0: no. 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 I look over cornfields, but <laughs> yeah. Um, we have a river there with a nice bridge and we have, we don't have a Chipotle, but we have a Qdoba. So... Anyway, wow. Okay, but, <laughs> Chipotle,
1: <please>. new <laughs> adventure opportunity. I know.
0: I'm so blessed. Though, right when I got there, I met this amazing couple of girls that um, I really connected with, and that's all. I that's all you really need. Like we've talked about, you know, um, and just one or two girls, and that's it. Quality
1: over quantity, all the way. And so I feel like you and I have both like kissed a couple toads, like made some mistakes, and thought yeah. things <laughs> were
0: good for us when they weren't. But
1: I'm so happy for you now because you have found someone you know, whether you're with him for the rest of your life or not, whatever, but he just embodies so many traits and qualities. So like to you, how did you know it was real? Because you're pretty young and like you guys are making some pretty yeah. serious steps and like you're a very career oriented, ambitious woman. Hmm. But to you, like what, what are the, what's the difference between, you know, those like yeah. frat boys that are silly and like a real man in your perspective?
0: Yeah. I, and Something else, a good topic. I'm so we're transitioning perfectly here because this is exactly what I wanted to talk about. Um, kind of the judgment on other people's lives, right? So, like I talked about in the way beginning of this podcast, like the first 20 seconds, I think I said this, that we're only we're never gonna reach perfection, right? And everything that we do is just slightly less wrong. But my idea of what's correct is different based on my personal experiences and everything that I've gone through, my parents, my life, where I live, my work, everything that has made me Alexa makes me reach a different correct answer. So what I mean by that is... A little bit ago, like when we graduated college, I would look at girls that were kind of getting married and, and having kids, and I would just be like, "That sucks. Like, why would you do that? You're so young." Blah 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 blah. And I would judge it. And not saying that I don't still, but I still kind of had that have that perception when I go mm-hmm. on Facebook and I scroll through, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, like you have so much more life to live." You know, you get
1: to a certain age, and you're like, everyone's getting married
0: and they're having kids. Right. Okay, cool. I am hungover in my pajamas yes. eating Lucky Charms. Which the well, the point of it is that. My correct answer isn't their correct answer. And who am I to judge somebody on what their correct answer is? If their correct answer is to get engaged at 20 and have a baby, I don't care. Just First of all, that is totally based on their life experiences, what they've gone through. So I'm just so trying not to do that now where everybody lives a life completely different from the other person. And also, like I said, none of us are correct. First of all, none of us are. Every single day, we learn more and we get better, which makes us slightly less wrong. Everyone has so, their own lens that they're looking through life. What's exactly. right and wrong, black and white to someone could be totally off. Totally. And so everyone's on And everyone's on that journey and it sounds super cliche. I'm trying to make it not cliche, but. No, you, but it's, yeah, it's true. Exactly. It's like really like if you're judging another woman for
1: whatever she's doing, like that says more on you. And like if you're bad mouthing another person, then like. Let people live their lives. If they're happy and they live in the middle of nowhere, farm right. country, and they have seven kids, and they're happy, <laughs> that doesn't bother me, right? It doesn't. It doesn't affect my life. Right. Like, have a great time. Exactly. So what? To, in my question before, what qualities did you notice where you're like, this is a real man, not yeah. some like frat boy who leaves you on red kind of thing, and like <laughs> yeah. makes you feel bad about yourself and questions who you are? Because at least if I were to answer this question, I would say somebody who you can be a thousand percent comfortable with and you won't know what that looks like until you feel it and experience it.
0: Totally being comfortable with them. And also for me, it was being challenged. So I was always like, the guys that I was with in college like always looked to me for answers and it would get really frustrating and I would kind of start to treat them like, I mean, it's shitty to say, but I would treat them like they were below me. Like I would kind of use them a lot. Well, they just, I just weren't on the same them. level as you, you know? Yeah. And, and they'll meet somebody that completely matches them better, but they didn't challenge me in different ways that my brain worked in the way that I wanted to see the world. And so, um, yeah, it just, it was being challenged. And finally, when someone told me, Hey, you got to stop believing your own bullshit. Cause you're believing your own bullshit. Like you're doing all these things that aren't who you are. And I know that you can be better than this. And I, it was the first time I got called out and he was, I was like, Oh my God, he's Right, and and I was challenged for the first time in so many different areas that I was like, "This is awesome!" And every day I'm challenged in a good
1: way. It's great, and to be you know the best version of yourself, and to be with somebody who can, you know, really see your heart and be like, "No, I know you're better than this. Like, you're not giving yourself enough credit. Like, I know you have the will inside of you to, you know, be the best version of yourself, and whatever that looks like, like being faithful or being confident in yourself and telling your own self words of affirmation to, you know, move forward and believe in yourself. That's important too. Truly. I love that. I think, you know, like right now you're rocking a blazer and like you've just like kicked ass all week. (laughs) And like, here we are in St. Louis having an amazing time. And I'm just so happy we could record this episode because even though we're young, that's the whole concept of this podcast is like, we've made mistakes. We had that those moments where we're like, oh shit, like, what are we doing? But it's totally learned by doing. You have to make mistakes in order to grow. And there's only so much people can tell you and warn you about. But like, I feel like if we can make a difference and let people know, like, this is what you're going to run into probably. And just how to navigate that. I feel like it's, it's pretty valuable. So my last question I ask everyone if you could go back and shake your younger self by the shoulders, like 20-year-old Alexa, like, yeah. girl, you're in for a wild ride
0: these next couple years. Like, what would you tell yourself? Like, straight up. It's funny because I, I like, in 10 years from now, that answer will be different. In 10 years from then, it'll be different. So yeah. it's interesting because I think my 23-year-old self, who would I right now? It's crazy because to say 23, I mean, that sounds really young. It's crazy. But um, so many life experiences already that I could be like, hey, you know, and I wouldn't change anything. Everything I've done has led me to this point. It's led me to exactly where I am. Um, I'm confident in my decision-making now. Before, I used to be super indecisive. So I'd be like, oh, you know, now I'm so confident that it's like, just go for it. Um, and so as you build your confidence, just naturally things, you're, you're just, you feel better about every day because you don't question anything. Um so yeah, I would just, I talked about people pleasing a lot in the beginning because that had to do with a lot with like friends or men or work or whatever. And just know your worth. I mean, you really, if you know that you you have this 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 mental capacity that has, you're very emotionally intelligent, you're able to relate to people. Um, I love being in different rooms with different people and connecting with them, even if they don't relate to me at all. I like trying to, it's kind of a challenge for mm-hmm. me. Um, but just kind of understanding like, hey, um, don't try to be anybody that you don't want to be. Just just individualize yourself. And um, I'm a very independent person and I, I try to make myself be what I wasn't. And so um, I just pulled myself back and from there I, I was just able to grow. So,
1: Don't people yeah. please give yourself some grace, you know, like yeah. remember to have fun and enjoy the ride and not knowing. and.
0: Also, don't take shit from creepy men. Yeah, don't take shit from creepy men. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: don't, that's be a a, don't be a don't
0: be don't be a Bev cart girl at the country club. Podcast
1: <laughs> over. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, but, but really, yeah. I'm so happy you came on this podcast. You're awesome. If people want you. to figure out more about you.
0: Yeah, um, I would love, I love emails and LinkedIn. I don't know if yeah, I, do people LinkedIn. are, do millennials use LinkedIn? I do.
1: LinkedIn, it's this great thing that's called Facebook for <laughs> business. It's going to be the way of the future. No, but really, so if people have like career advice or they want to like network or they want to get in touch with you, we can yeah. add your email, yeah. Instagram. Please
0: email me. Um, Alexa Verza. Yeah. <laughs> Alexa Verza. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Back to drinking champagne. Oh my God! I, no, but this this was super fun. We covered a lot of topics. We kind of just Sarah and I know each other, um, super well. I mean, I've known uh, we've gone through a lot of difficult experiences together. I even remember one Vegas trip in particular. Oh where no, we're, <laughs> we're gonna have another so Vegas trip soon. Yeah, gonna be great. So anyway, yeah, this was a lot of fun though. Thank you, thank you so much for having me. Of course, I appreciate it. I love you. Big TV show coming soon. Okay. okay.
1: Thanks for listening to the From Here to Wear podcast. If you liked this episode, please download, subscribe, and leave a comment. You can also find more good stuff on the blog at sarahtrottmedia.com, or you can find me on Instagram at From Here to Wear. And please join our secret Facebook girl gang group, where you can find more behind-the-scenes chats, discussions, articles, and community. So thanks for listening, and of course, love always, Sarah.